Good morning and welcome to Breakfast Business and thank you to Shane Beatty. It is Tuesday, the 5th of December at 6.30. Coming up on today's show, we'll be talking about ammonia as a source of renewable energy. And we'll be looking at digital signatures and all the markets as usual. You can email us, business at newstalk.com. But first, let's have a look at the main business stories in the newspapers and websites. Eamon Quinn in the Irish Examiner reports that there will be no late surge in corporation tax revenues this year, but increases in two other major tax sources will reassure the government that its budget plans for next year remain on track. The latest exchequer figures published today are expected to show. November is when the government uh, collects an outsized share of all of its annual revenues from just three major tax sources and again throws light on corporation tax receipts, which have fallen far short of the bounty from last year. The exchequer figures could confirm a dramatic fall-off in the amount collected in November from corporation taxes compared to the same month last year. This will mean the record haul of €22.6 billion collected uh, in 2022 might not be matched this year. However, government insiders and independent economists believe there is no major threat looming to the engine of corporation tax revenues, even at a time of higher inflation and interest rates. Um, Figures published last month have already shown corporation tax receipts uh, by the end of October had already brought in more than the 15.3 billion euro collected for the whole of 2021. Dominic Coyle in the Irish Times reports that Ireland's life science industry is an industrial powerhouse that is helping to make the world a healthier place. The Pfizer chief executive Albert Bourla told an audience in Dublin as he accepted the third IDA Ireland Special Recognition Award for his company's contribution to economic growth in the state over decades. He recalled the US drugs giant's first plant in Ireland, a citric acid manufacturing operation in Cork in 1969, and said that Pfizer had been attracted to Ireland for many reasons, including, as a previous Taoiseach once said, because Ireland was an island at the centre of the world. Pfizer and Dr. Bourla are the third recipients of the award after Apple's Tim Cook and Sundar Pichai from Alphabet and Google. Catherine Sands in the Business Post reports that Aircom Limited has launched a High Court case against Comreg over what it alleges is the regulator's attempt to block it from offering discounts to retailers. The telecoms company, which trades as Air, said it doesn't agree with the regulator's position that it is prohibited from offering a discount on its wholesale fibre broadband service. It said there was no legal basis for Comreg's position that promotions and discounts were prohibited by a decision that it made in 2018. This decision concerned Aircom being a significant market provider, or SMP, in the market for wholesale access to fibre broadband. Aircom states that in a, dire- in a direction issued earlier this year, the regulator was wrong to prohibit it from offering pricing schemes which amount to a promotion based on the 2018 decision. Now the time is 6.33. With the Christmas rush well underway, millions of online payments are being processed in December. And hovering overhead are cyber criminals hoping to pounce with some new fraud, including phony payment methods. Fraudulent transactions are estimated to be around €200 billion between 2021 and 2025. Ritin Gohill is the Business Development Director with the digital signatures company Signicat, and he's on the line. Hello, Ritin. Hello, how are you? Good morning. Not too bad. Now, uh, give us examples of the most common types of payment fraud that are going around these days. Well, I think, um, you know, the the, the common method still remains um, traditional card not present fraud, which is the harvesting of uh, card details which belong to 
genuine customers by individuals or criminal gangs, um, using those bits of information to then make purchases online. And uh, that still is, um, you know, the vast majority of how um, fraud is committed, third-party fraud. But there's, there's obviously lots of other flavours now developing um, as we're seeing more targeted scams uh, around social engineering with customers. Um, yeah, now walk, 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 us through, walk us through as, as social engineering because a lot of company employees could fall victim to that. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, so social engineering is, you know, either a, a business or, a, or even an individual who's been targeted some way. So, you know, whether it's by a uh, unsolicited text, whether it's uh, an email, an advert they've seen online, a social media post or whatever, and uh, they think it's coming from a genuine um, uh, provider, whether it's a bank, whether it's uh, uh, somebody selling uh, services, and ultimately they fall for the particular trick that the criminal has planted, um, whether it's an advert for purchasing a or you know um uh, too good to be true type purchase click on the link and next thing you know they go through a cycle of uh sharing their personal details which um, they think are going to a uh, third party retailer but actually it's ultimately going into the hands of a criminal who's harvesting the information using the details elsewhere or in the case of it being a bank bank account uh, 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 it's then used to actually go to the real account and uh remove the money and, and, and pass it on to a, a, another account, which they can then launder through other methods. Yeah, and the, so, the, the fraudsters pick on individuals and kind of target them and kind of butter them up uh, before, uh, you know, moving in for the pounce. Yeah, I mean, I mean, yeah, we're seeing, you know, even more complex cases where there's been like a historical sort of, um, I guess, analysis of the customer and try and establish as much as they can about their profile through other means, social media, profiling of them, looking at what's available about the customer publicly. So sometimes you'll see these um, call center scams where, you know, they seem to know enough about the customer to convince them that uh, they are a real bank or a real telco or real retailer and uh, talk them into, you know, uh, and undertaking the illicit action or what, what they think is genuine action but end up becoming Elicit down the line. Now, where do you guys come in, Signicat? Yeah, look, so we're um, sort of one of um, you know the leading digital identity providers uh, across Europe, and and if not, uh, you know the, the the foremost provider. And I guess what we're focused on is enabling um, a comprehensive set of capabilities to the market, which allows us to solve sort of fraud and identity problems where they exist. So. Um, you know, most most sort of um, top of our agenda is the provision of um, digital um, identity uh, capabilities. So these are um, solutions such as Bank ID uh, in various parts of Europe, whereby they use um, highly authenticated and uh, registered um, identity credentials, which are used to make purchases online. These EID methods are, are quite strong. They're um, usually controlled in most cases by either the customer through a secure communication with the bank and then onto a third party. And, uh, you know, um, one of these which is very hard for a criminal to to, to, to sort of um, uh, break into. However, um, you know, fraud does happen. Um, and, uh, you know, we see other types of tools we offer, which include 
um, sort of orchestrated um, fraud insights around the customer profiling, good attributes, bad attributes to try and determine whether we're seeing um, any any forms of illicit activity by using bits of fraud detection from uh, many different methods and processes, i.e. profiling the device of the user, the geolocation, the mobile phone and so on to try and determine does this make sense for this particular type of um, purchase or uh, transaction now, and it's talk, trying to be more contextual. Talk to me about digital signatures. Yeah, so this is the uh, the world of trying to uh, make the life of consumers and businesses much easier by allowing tools to sign for contracts or um, services through digital means and essentially rather than filling out bits of paper um, signing it by hand posting it and waiting for weeks for a service to be activated mm. signatures allow us to uh, uh, provide tools which give customers the ability to uh, almost create um, secure signature methods by uh, using um, which which can't be hacked uh, which are difficult to hack because they usually require some form of ID method, like I've described before, ID, ideally some form of um, biometric-based authentication, uh, video ID, uh, along with some sort of certificate as well, which then becomes very difficult to break. You can follow the trail, see the fact that it's come from a genuine um, provider of a certificate, and then the whole signature process can be invoked. And could you use digital signatures uh, in every country, for example, to you know sign a mortgage? I mean, in practice, yeah. I mean, digital signatures work across the globe, and, and it's down to individual locations and, and regulators. And, and, because and, in this country, in, in this country, yeah. it's very difficult to do it without a you know a wet signature. Well, exactly, and you know, I'm calling from London, where you know traditionally that is still seen as the uh, common way of doing it. You know, we do a lot of work in the US, where it is very much about signature too. But, uh, you know, where these tools are available, they are generally seen as being, uh, you know, reputable um, and, uh, you know, difficult to, uh, uh, you know, break up. So, therefore, you know, they are seen as being a secure method of authentication. And the EIDAS sort of uh, standards, which are uh, brought, out of, brought out of the EU, would apply to Ireland. And, therefore, you know, any Irish organisation could... Um, rely on a, a provider who is following those standards. Okay. Richard, thank you very much for explaining what SignyCat does. That's Richard Gohill, the Business Development Director with SignyCat. Back in a moment, talking about green ammonia. Breakfast Business with Enterprise Ireland on News Talk.